You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Fantasy Baseball is brought to you today by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. In today's episode, we're going to look at home runs and how this applies to your fantasy team in the 2020s. Believe it or not, the home run rate was actually down a little in 2020 compared to 2019. But astrophysicist Meredith Wills made a pretty compelling case that the balls were different in 2019. Maybe that helps explain the home run rate that season. But let's take a look at how that rate has changed in the long haul. Go back 50 years to 1970. A home run was hit on nearly 2.3% of plate appearances. That's a home run every 43.5 plate appearances. In 1980, that rate was lower. 1.9% home run every 52.2 plate appearances. 1990, still relatively low, less than 2.1% home run every 48.3 plate appearances. By 2000, there's been a jump, up to almost 3%, home run every 33.4 plate appearances. It doesn't necessarily sound like a lot, we're talking 2 and 3%, but a jump from 2.1% in 1990 to nearly 3% in 2000 is a real spike in the long ball. Now, We also know what was so wildly prevalent in the 1990s that may have contributed to those inflated home run totals. But it also set a new baseline. In 2010, that rate had gone down to just under 2.5%, a home run every 40.2 plate appearances. Kind of hangs in that range through about 2015, falling between 2.3-2.7% in those years. Then, in 2016, it goes over 3%, a home run every 32.9 plate appearances. The home run rate increased nearly 14% in that one season. 2017, the climb continued to almost 3.3%, a home run every 30.4 plate appearances. It slipped back to the 2016 levels in 2018 before that spike in 2019, when it was 3.6%, a home run every 27.5 plate appearances. In 2020, it was a little under 3.5%, home run every 28.9 plate appearances. So, Having gone through all that, consider how significantly different the game is from, say, 1980. Home runs occur almost twice as frequently, 3.5% to 1.9%. Now, it's not quite double the rate, but it's an increase of more than 80%. As we know, hitters are now more focused on launch angles, and that is surely part of the reason for the increase in home runs. Remember, in 2015, the home run rate was still below 2.7%. That season there were 160 qualified players that had an average launch angle of 10 degrees or higher. From 2017 onward, that number has been in the mid-180s. Now, that's an arbitrary point that I've chosen, but I I can't splash a chart across this podcast to make the point. So hopefully, uh, the difference is reasonably clear. In a couple of seasons, the number of players with a launch angle of at least 10 degrees jumped by about 15%. The home run rate had increased by nearly 23% from 2015 to 2017. So an increase in launch angle doesn't account for all of that increase, but it's part of it. The widespread approach of hitters, playing for walks and strikeouts, which they're not really playing for, but that's part of it, and home runs, that's the three-true outcome approach. 
and it does make for a different game. Aesthetically, it's not as exciting as baseball used to be, but that's probably a discussion for another day. If baseball wants to make rule changes to make the game more appealing, they can. They might need people in charge who actually like baseball, but again, that's probably a discussion for another day. So coming up next, why does this spike in home run rates matter to you, the fantasy owner? Plus, a few minor transactions to touch on. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites are peanut butter brownie and salted caramel. But they're all low-fat, low-carb, and high-protein, all in a convenient bar. They've added six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Now, I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at a boot camp for the past couple of months, and I've had some success, but I leaned right into it with Built Bar as part of my post-workout routine to give my muscles the protein boost they need. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T. BAR.com and use promo code LOCKED ON to save 20% off your next order and enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to lockedonfantasybaseball at gmail.com. So, picking up on where we left off, how does this steady rise in home run frequency matter? In 2019, there were 129 players who hit at least 20 home runs, 58 that hit at least 30. You have to try hard to avoid guys who can hit home runs now. In 2015, so, you know, five years ago, there were 64 who hit 20 home runs and 20 that hit 30 home runs. That is a massive difference. So when you're building your team, you probably aren't going to have a hard time finding power. That will fall into your lap unless, as I mentioned, you're actively trying to avoid it. Would it be nice to get the guy who's going to hit 40 or 50 bombs? Of course. But it isn't going to be hard to find guys that can contribute power. The game has changed and home runs are just not as scarce as they used to be. And that lack of scarcity matters in terms of relative value. I'll dig in on what this means for pitchers another time, but today we've got a few more moves to check in on. First, Seattle Mariners are signing pitcher Chris Flexen. 26-year-old right-hander who flamed out with the Mets, had an 8.07 ERA, 2.13 whip, with just 6.5 strikeouts per nine in 68 innings from 2017 through 2019, before he went to Korea in 2020 to pitch for the Doosan Bears. Where Flexen went 8-4 with a 3.01 ERA, 1.09 whip, and 10.2 strikeouts per nine. Suddenly a different pitcher. Flexen had been great in seven starts at AA, uh, but he kind of struggled at AAA, so there's still no guarantee he's going to be able to make it work in the majors. But he's also going to get a fresh opportunity with the Mariners. and has a two-year, $4.6 million commitment from Seattle. So they're invested at least a little bit in his success. If Flexen is a back-end-of-the-rotation guy, that would be a big return on the investment. The Tampa Bay Rays are trading first baseman Nate Lowe to the Texas Rangers. Lowe's a 25-year-old who has shown some pop. Remember, I alluded to this uh, before, almost everyone has popped now. Uh, Lowe has hit 11 home runs while batting 251 with a 770 OPS and 245 plate appearances over the past two seasons. Texas is rebuilding, and Lowe might have uh, a chance to earn regular playing time there. Ronald Guzman and Todd Frazier played the most at first base for the Rangers, so there's, there's definitely room for improvement. Uh, in this deal, the Rangers also get Jake Gunther, 23-year-old 
uh, first baseman who played at TCU and hit well in rookie ball in 2019. He's also a little bit old at that level. So getting a chance to play in 2021 should be important for his development. Tampa Bay side uh, side of the deal uh, has them getting three prospects. Uh, Catcher outfielder Heriberto Hernandez, 20-year-old who hit 344 with a 1079 OPS as a 19-year-old in rookie ball in 2019. Uh, He's big potential, but is also likely years away from the majors. Uh, Infielder Oslavis Basabe, a a 20-year-old who hit 325 in rookie ball in 2019. His OPS was just 759. He's not exactly thundering at the plate. And outfielder Alexander Ovalis, uh, 20-year-old who hit uh, outfielder and first baseman who hit 377 with a 1059 OPS in rookie ball in 2019 when he was just 18 years old, earned a promo- promotion to low A where he struggled a bit, hitting 187 with a 569 OPS in 24 games. All of the pieces uh, going to Tampa Bay in this deal flashed potential in rookie ball, but there's a long list of players who could hit in rookie ball but couldn't as they climbed the ladder. Now, given their ages, the Rays have basically bought some time on the, de- on the development of these players. If even one of them uh, could become a major leaguer down the road, that would be a good outcome. Uh, and given the Rays' history of finding and or developing bargains, there's some expectation they can do it again. Finally, the Arizona Diamondbacks claim pitcher Zach Pop in the Rule 5 draft, only to trade him to the Miami Marlins. Pop is a 24-year-old Canadian kid. Uh, who's been an effective bullpen arm in the minors. 57 career appearances, he has a 1.34 ERA, 0.91 whip, with 80 strikeouts and 80 in the third innings. None of that suggests that the Marlins have suddenly found a new closer, but Pop may be worth a look. He pitched all of 10 and two-thirds innings at AA in 2019, and that's his high watermark uh, in terms of level, um, and he just didn't have a spot to pitch in 2020. So, you know, maybe a low-leverage bullpen role for the Marlins, Um, could work for him in 2021. And that will do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more stats for off-season prep and hopefully more significant deals to analyze. Uh, Look, I've been doing these off-season pods for a while. You can go back and bang them out. Uh, They're quick. I I do my podcasts at at double time so I can uh, listen to these in seven, eight minutes a pop. Uh, And they're basically evergreen. Nothing that has happened uh, since the season ended uh, is going to change the content in them. So if you've missed a few, circle back. Uh, There should still be analysis there that you can use. And uh, find this podcast, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.